Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Listening to the premier Los Angeles Chargers podcast, Vault City, hosted by David Palais, Josh Palais, and Mario Heron. Hey, everybody, joining us right now on the Vault City podcast is Evan Giddings from the 415ers podcast, of course, covering San Francisco 49er football, doing a fantastic job. Again, courtesy of Odyssey and the Odyssey Podcast Network. Evan, really appreciate you joining us as we get ready for the big game on Sunday night. We just made our picks on what we thought was going to happen. Uh, two of us said that we thought the game was going to be close. One of us said we thought it was going to be a blowout. Initially, going into this game, Sunday night football, the, the entire country watching, what is your feeling as far as what the 49ers are thinking going on, taking on a Charger team that's 5-3? and three? Uh, Right now, I think the 49ers are probably seeing blood in the water. Um, you know, they're, they're seeing a team that's extremely banged up, that is missing – pretty much every offensive weapon except for Austin Eckler. Uh, I know Josh Palmer has been admirable so far, but he's nowhere near number one receiver. And they're looking probably at an offensive line that's also a little ripe for the picking as far as uh, 49ers pass rush that is getting healthier, linebacking core that's getting some guys back. And it's unfortunate that Joey Bosa is not going to be on the field because I think his brother, Nick, is going to have a big game against the Chargers. So right now, Kyle Shanahan with the new toy in his backfield and Christian McCaffrey coming off a bye is is probably looking at this game as as a marquee opportunity to send a PSA to the rest of the league that the 49ers are for real and a chance to get back above 500 against, I think, a pretty quality Chargers team just right now down on its luck. Yeah, you watch a lot of 49ers football, obviously, so you understand our fear of Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. We were saying going into this game, if you're the Chargers, you want Jimmy G to beat you. You, you want him to throw the ball you know, more than 15 times. It's going to mean that CMC and Debo are running the ball 35 times down your throat. If you were the Chargers, would you have the same game plan, make Jimmy G beat you? Yeah, I think that's what you got to hope for. The issue is that the way that the Niners are constructed, they have pretty much acquired 
three or four big name guys that can beat you within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. So even if Jimmy G is throwing the ball, he doesn't have to be moving the ball down the field. He could be dumping it off to McCaffrey, two yards in the backfield who can go get eight. He can dink and dunk the Debo. He can get it to IU because they're a pretty good route runner or George Kittle, who's obviously a serviceable tight end. So I, I do think the game plan is to force Jimmy G into mistakes, which requires him to throw the ball, but it's going to be on that pass rush and specifically Khalil Mack to get pressure on Garoppolo because that's where he can get some happy feet and then make those big Jimmy oh no type throws where the 49ers, if they turn over the ball, they are beatable. They have not won a game which they have lost the turnover differential battle. And if Jimmy G is not turning over the football, if he's taking care of it the way he's done relatively well this season, 11 touchdowns to four interceptions, then it might be a long night for the Chargers. You know, looking at this Niner team, as you said, you got a huge acquisition in Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you have a, a head coach that's offensive-minded, something that we've talked about, the Chargers that they don't have. Even though the 49er team is 4-4, four and four, they, they were my pick to represent the NFC in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. I honestly believe that they're a team that could go to Philadelphia in the playoffs and, and ruin the Eagles season. In San Francisco right now, is the feeling, hey, this is a championship team. We know what championship teams look like. This team has all the weapons possible. We think this team can go and not only represent the NFC, but they can win the Super Bowl this year. What are they saying in San Francisco? They feel confident, especially coming off of a season last year where you made the conference championship. And looking at this year's roster probably got a little bit better. So you have the consistency of a core playing together the last three or four years. Uh, they got a big addition on defense in Charvarius Ward, who is kind of an underneath, under the radar free agent signing, um, has been a really good corner for them. You know, they, they have, of course, a, a defense that has been their identity for the majority of Kyle Shanahan's tenure, especially going back to the last three years in 2019 to their previous run to the Super Bowl. I think that this is a game that a lot of fans are looking forward to because although they are four and four, although I agree with you that they're team whose construction plays maybe better in the playoffs than the regular season because they can run the rock and play defense. They also have kind of been inconsistency. So far, their two biggest wins have come against the Rams, who I I don't know about you guys, but I've done kind of a 180 on this year as far as thinking they'd be good, and then they're not. Their win against the Seahawks came in week two before they really found their identity, so I wouldn't consider that that 6-3 and Seahawks team the same team that didn't even score an offensive touchdown against the Niners in the second week of the season. So people are are really curious to see if if the 49ers can finally do something that they have not been able to previously this year, and that is against a quality opponent, even though the Chargers are banged up, in a game in which they're favored by a touchdown at home, step on the team's throat from the first second to the final second to establish themselves as a team to beat in the NFC on national television. This is a big test for them not only to win the game, but to demonstrate what this group is going to be in 10 or you know 12 weeks heading into the playoffs as a new offense maybe with a limited quarterback but a ton of weapons and of course Kyle Shanahan as you mentioned orchestrating all of it how do you see this game playing out obviously the 49ers do great against the run the Chargers haven't done well at running the ball consistently this year Uh, what's your honest opinion of how this game's going to go what would be your score prediction 
Well, seeing as how the 49ers have, have pardon me, the Chargers have fallen behind uh, double-digit points in each of their past four weeks, I, I expect a similar script at the beginning of the game. And unfortunately for Chargers fans, that's where the 49ers thrive. They're not really a team that can come from behind all that well, but when they get a lead, uh, they're, they're pretty dangerous because that allows them to pound the rock, to run the football. And I expect Kyle Shanahan basically to just force-feed it to McCaffrey or Debo. They're also getting Elijah Mitchell back off of IR, who's eligible to return this week with their Belka back last season after being a, a, a rookie out of the sixth round. So, you know, if you're seeing 40 to 45 rushes in this game, don't be shocked because I, I want to see the 49ers basically say, hey, L.A., Force force us to do anything besides run the football, and if they get a lead, not only can they attack on the ground, but then that's when you see the pass rush for the 49ers really get to pin their ears back. And even though Justin Herbert has done a pretty good job of not taking sacks this season, I think he's only been sacked like 10 times, the offensive line is kind of a, a rotating cast of characters at this point, and maybe... Trey Pipkins, who I saw is questionable, hasn't been all that great to begin the season. You don't know who's going to be at right tackle. There's just a lot of question marks on the San, on the pardon me, I almost said San Diego, Los Angeles <laughs> side uh, of the football on offense. And so the 49ers right now, to me, if they get a lead, this is a, a team that's not going to relinquish it. And to answer your question, my prediction for this game would be 30 to 20. I don't think it's going to be as dominant as it sounds like Dave thinks the, the 49ers are going to run, but I do feel like the Chargers maybe score a, a garbage touchdown towards the end. They make it look a little bit better than it was. But the 49ers, to me, jump out to a double-digit lead like the Chargers have given up in each of the last four games. And then this is where we finally see that comeback to haunt the Chargers against a team that can punish them for it. You know, Evan, we never wish for anybody to to be injured. At least, you know, obviously you know, it's professional sports and injuries are going to happen. But you never want injuries to happen. My feeling was as soon as Trey Lance got hurt, though, I thought it was mm. the best thing to happen in the Niners as a football team, meaning that, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is battle, battle tested. He's taken a team to a Super Bowl. He knows what it's like to be in big games. I mean, there, there's a learning curve for young quarterbacks, as we all know. First of all, you have to find out if they can even play. Trey Lance going down, bringing Jimmy G back in. I mean, one of the best things was they didn't find a trade partner for him. You're able to bring him in. You're able to make the deal for McCaffrey. Are the 49ers in the same position if you have a rookie quarter, not a rookie quarterback, but an inexperienced quarterback? I don't think so. No, but, but, and this is where maybe I'll stray off the beaten path a bit. My original response to that was the 49ers are certainly closer to the playoffs, but they just might be further from the Super Bowl than if they had Trey Lance. And the reason being, we've seen the ceiling of Garoppolo. I felt much more comfortable penciling the 49ers in as, you know, maybe a division winner or at the very least a wild card team in the playoffs because Jimmy G is a, a guy that can, you know, basically get you to to where you need to be, which is in the postseason. It's in the dance. He can go and win on the road at Dallas with some help from a defense. He can go and beat Green Bay on the road, but I'm just not quite sure if he's a guy that can get you over the top. And that's why Kyle Shanahan went out to get a guy like Christian McCaffrey, because it doesn't matter what kind of quarterback he's played with throughout his first you know, six or seven seasons. He has been a dominant player when he's been on the field. So maybe that's the difference this season more so than the quarterback itself. Whereas Trey Lance was a question mark. I 
I also felt like by the end of the season, he might have been a guy that could help you uh, stretch the field a little bit more with his arm strength. Uh, adds a different dynamic and being able to run the football, which unfortunately was the reason that he got hurt. But to me, I, I'm I'm with you in the sense that Garoppolo is the safer option for this team right now, one that wants to compete and win games, whereas Trey Lance, he might win you 12 games. He also could win you six games. So I think the 49ers in a weird way added by subtracting at the quarterback position. Evan, really appreciate your time. Again, thank you so much. Look forward to the Sunday night game, uh, 49ers Chargers. It'd be great if they match it up again in February for us, at least. That's what we're hoping for. But uh, again, we appreciate your time and thank you so much. Oh, of course, guys. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, hopefully we got a good game on Sunday. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a little more red and gold instead of uh, powder blue. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. Again, that's Thanks, Evan Giddings again with the, with the podcast. It's, it's the 415ers podcast, uh, courtesy of Odyssey. Again, they do a fantastic job carrying, uh, covering the Niners in the Bay Area. But um, guys, again, he, he thinks it's a Niners win. All four of us now said basically Niners are the favorites. Like it's the NFL. Anything can happen. It happens every single week where there's a, a game that we just didn't see happening. Who would have thought the Jets would have knocked off the Bills last week? Why not, right? I mean, that's the attitude is why not? Why can't the Chargers be that team that surprised the 49ers? Again, four and four team. They're four and four for a reason. So let's see, let's see what happens Sunday night, but it'll, it'll be very interesting. Any final words for you guys heading into the game? Go Bolts. <laughs> Go Bolts. And, Nobody uh, say let's ride? No. Nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that and, here. I, uh, Herbert, you're better looking than Jimmy G. That's all I got. Because <laughs> the hair. You're a fan of the hair. That's and, what it is. Oh, oh I, I mean, I got to back a former Italian when I can. <laughs> <laughs> Cover both bases, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be on after the game Sunday night again, wrapping things up. Hopefully it's a Charger win. Again, thanks for listening to the Bolt City Podcast, courtesy of Odyssey. Josh Pele, Mario Heron. I'm Dave Pele. We'll see you guys after the game on Sunday.